Look at my butt. Show number 191 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Hello, listeners. Listeners. Welcome back. We know it's been a long time, but there's been a lot going on, and I have posted a few fun things to Facebook, so I hope you're all keeping up with us there. This is true, and as I I Twittered, um, I was away, I was visiting my family, and um, the greatest thing happened, which was that I was relaxing um, (laughs) in my brother's house one morning, drinking coffee, and I happened to glance over at the television, and Galaxy Quest was on. Do you know, it was on here one night, it came on right after um, Tropic Thunder, (laughs) which are two of my top three favorite movies, the other one being Some Like It Hot, top three comedies. Oh, that's such, great. such a wonderful movie. It was perfect timing because it happened to be a day when um, we weren't doing anything. You know, we were going mm-hmm. out for dinner later that day. So we were all just sitting around, like, socializing and visiting and stuff. And so I basically had two hours with nothing to do but to sit on the couch drinking coffee and, and petting the dog. And so uh, I was like, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm watching Galaxy Quest. That, that's a vacation. It was awesome. Right? Just relax, do things you enjoy. I think that's great. And and when, when we got to the part where he said, maybe you're the plucky comic relief, <laughs> I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said, I have that on a magnet. <laughs> <laughs> of course. The plucky comic relief is really the best role, you know, to be in life. I mean, the hero has a lot of danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, the plucky comic relief is just, you know. Kind of belong for the ride, having a good time. It was. It was. It was a wonderful line in a wonderful movie, and and cemented again my belief that that is one of the best Star Trek movies. Yes, so. it it, it's my second favorite. It's great. So that was awesome. So there we go. Okay, so that, that, that's what we've been up to. So we've got loads of loads of stuff to talk about. Oh, absolutely! Just just a huge amount of stuff, and we want to start out. I think with my favorite thing that we're going to discuss <laughs> on this show, <clears throat> which is. There is a, a fabulous dad out there somewhere who is watching the TOS episodes with his little girl, who I think is like about four. Maybe she looks li- like about four. Yeah. yeah, about four. And then he records her, videotapes her for, um, you know, like three or four minutes while she reviews the episodes. Mm-hmm. And the first one she did was Menagerie. Mm-hmm. But what did she call Menagerie? She had a name for it. Oh, now I have to look at the link that you sent me. Um, oh, no, I can't remember because the other one is so much funnier. I yes. Just, I mean. <laughs> well, the first one is Menagerie. And first of all, she has this, she is a cute, cute little girl. And she has all, at least every kid I've ever met that age in America. Mm-hmm. All, because they can't say their R's very well, have these kind of Brooklyn accents. Mm-hmm. And yep. it just cracks me up when, you know, there's the orgy scene. And she goes, so then they go to a party. <laughs> And they love each other. <laughs> for for a four or five year old, she's very well spoken. She um, she really is, and she she does explain what's going on, at least in her interpretation. This is true, and I also love her T-shirt. She has a very very cute little Star Trek T-shirt that's um, sort of an unexpected Star Trek T-shirt. So right, right. Kudos to her for that. So then, and at the end, she says, "And next time, I'll review the Pizza Monster episode." <laughs> yes. And I know so many Trekkies who would agree with her that that's what Devil in the Dark is. Yes. 
definitely. So her devil in the dark <laughs> review is... It's just too funny, you know. It's it's so much better than when you and I review episodes. Oh yes, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I I think she she hits all the plot points. Yes, she she correctly identifies the the humor mm-hmm. and um uh the the high points of the McCoy comedy scenes. And I think she does a great job of summarizing what goes on in the episode. It's she, awesome. She really does. But the one thing she threw in that I don't remember from the episode is, and then Kirk says, you're healed, so heal. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember that part. I, I think what she was trying to do was to, to recap the part where um, Kirk says to McCoy, you're a healer. Oh, so okay. heal it, but that's not what she says. He said, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> Thank you for clarifying it, because I was going, "Wait, wait, was that cut from syndication?" No, I, no, no. I never she, saw she that. was trying to say it, but that's not actually what yes. she said. But, but you know, good try. The menagerie episode is called the Buttheads. That's right, and because the aliens are the Buttheads. Yes, and the, the the thing I loved about her calling them that is, I was much much older than four years old the first time I saw mm. that, and my friends and I said. These aliens have butt heads. <laughs> and so she's, she's right on the mark with that. Definitely. Most definitely. I was impressed that she got um, the names of the, the characters all correct, you know, mm-hmm. Pike and Kirk, and that she described what was going on. And um, I, I liked the fact that she, she got it right, that the butt heads were making people see what they wanted to see. Yes. I also like that she just starts her whole thing off with, Mr. Spock has to take care of the old man. <laughs> that was good. It would have been better if she'd called him the crazy old man, but she didn't say <laughs> No. That. Well, she hasn't experienced a crazy pike. That's true. Her name is Sarai, mm-hmm. S-A-R-A-I, and I just think this is the most delightful thing, and I I posted a comment praising, praising her, um, and I hope there will be many, many more of these. We'll post the link because you guys have got to see this. Yeah. So you can subscribe to this channel. And as more videos come out, you'll be notified. And then you can watch them. But it's great. And they're short. They're like two to three minutes long. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it won't take you very long to, to get through them. But they're wonderful. I, I think that um, everybody should subscribe to it. Yes. Yes. I, I think that's great. And you know what else I really love? It's a little girl. Yes. It's not a little boy who, I, I mean, it would be interesting to have a little boy do it, but I'm kind of thinking he might focus more on the, you know, action and there's a fight and, yep. you know, because that's more how little boys are. And this little girl is, is very interested in the characters and what they're doing mm-hmm. and what they, I, what they have to say and what they're experiencing. Yeah, I completely agree. And I have to say, one of the other things I really love um, about the way her dad has filmed this is that in the second or the, or the not the second but the pizza monster one yes is that she's um posed with a doll that is um a woody doll uh-huh. from toy story that's made to look like spock and it is so funny looking because it's woody's face but he's got a vulcan haircut <laughs> and little vulcan ears and it is just the funniest thing i've ever seen in my life oh yes yeah these are visually and and um orally um, just delightful and, and her interpretation, but you could tell she watched, you know, the whole thing yes. paid attention. Um, and I, it got me thinking some of the things, you know, that we think are kind of funny, um, is, you know, this, a four-year-old's interpretation of this and, mm-hmm. and whoever, um, I think it might've been the, 
uh, oh, anyway, some, some guy who was being interviewed on TV talking about how human beings are hardwired for meaning. Our minds, if they do not initially understand what's going on, will put a meaning to it. Mm-hmm. And it's just really interesting to see what hers are. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So big, big kudos, and let's, let's follow this. And then uh, as more of them come up, we'll definitely be talking about them. Yes. Totally worth yes. it. Um, speaking of reviews, yes. could, could you review for us Shatner's World <clears throat> in theaters? Because I think everybody's waiting to hear what we have to say. Yes, yes. Well, I did go see it, mm-hmm. and um, it was filmed in, oh, man, it was in Canada, and I meant to remember the, uh, the name of the city, and I didn't. So I apologize for that. Um, it's pretty much the show we saw, and oh, God, I should have written down notes because Bill made up a new word. <laughs> and if it comes back to me, I will just blurt it out in the middle of this. But it, okay. it was pretty much the show we saw. And um, it's funny, and I don't know if it's because I'd seen it and I knew it was coming, or if it's because the filming, you know, when you see theater in a theater, it's a very intimate experience. Mm-hmm. And when you see a film... In a, in a film theater, you know, that's that sort of draw you in experience. But when the two are mixed, like it's a film of a theatrical performance, for me it always puts a distance there. Mm-hmm. And so I did not find the the part that you and I were both very moved by where he was folding the, um, the jacket, jacket and yeah. talking about his father. Um, but, you know, everything is in there. It did, it did not change much at all. Hmm. Um, but there is, damn, I wish I'd taken notes. What a fool. Um, I thought we were probably going to podcast sooner. <laughs> um, there is uh, it's a little little bit at the beginning, you know, of backstage stuff of, of Bill talking about, you know, developing a show like this and what it's like to do it. Um, the theater was not full. Hmm. And um, there's been some discussion on the Shatner Facebook about will it come out on DVD? Mm-hmm. And uh, some guy, not Paul, who is, you know, Bill's voice on that particular form, uh, said, well, they were they were um, kind of disappointed with, you know, the numbers and Thursday night isn't a good night. And um, so um, they're negotiating now to show it in Europe and, you know, see if they, you know, get more audience and uh, and maybe then it will be on DVD. And then, like a day later, Paul came on and said, "Okay, you, I can't confirm or deny any of that, but this guy is not the official word on anything." Hmm. So, um, so that was pretty much the story. Oh, but I do have to tell you one thing. I got to the theater and I was so hungry, and I did not want movie theater popcorn and chocolate bars. And they had they had little movie theater pizza. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'm hungry enough to eat this. So I got that. Now, you know, you can buy a beer and take it into the theater. So I'm in the theater having beer and pizza and watching William Shatner. It was absolutely great. And movie theater pizza is surprisingly good. That's fantastic. It, yes. It, almost like being at the parkway. Almost. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and, you know, there has been a lot, uh, not a lot, but, you know, stuff on Facebook, you know, now that Will the Thrill <clears throat> has left for Seattle. Somebody made a documentary about Will's years, you know, doing Thrillville in the Bay Area. Really? Yeah, Ooh. so Bill or Will has been posting a little bit about that, and I'll be interested to see that. But, damn, I wish I'd taken notes, because the word Bill made up was so funny. 
maybe somebody else will remember it. Oh, okay. I'll have to see. Um, I I did not read much about um, Shatner's World in the theaters. There, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of, I mean, prior to it there was, but then mm-hmm. post, I didn't see very much in, in the way of reviews or people writing about it or anything. So um, we'll have to look harder for that. Yes. Uh, but it would be, I mean, what what could they lose by putting it out either on DVD or just having it as a download? That seems like they don't lose anything by doing that. I, w- I would think so. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, but it was fun to see it again. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. The audience in the, the DVD, or in the DVD, but in the film thing, in the, I think they were in Ottawa, was, um, you know, very, very enthusiastic. And, and Bill did kind of uh, throw in one little thing that we didn't hear him say, but he was talking about when he went to... Uh, Stratford for the first summer and he he was saying you know that he he found that very intimidating and he said because there's all these actors and you know they were from Tirana which is how they (laughs) say it in Canada you know and he goes I'm just you know from Montreal and and then he made a joke about it It was kind of like if I was from and named some little Canadian town and they all went nuts you know but um so that was fun and to see him sort of slip into Canada speak was fun Oh, Bill, he knows. He knows oh, what he's playing to. He knows what to do. Such a pro. Oh, Bill. Well, that's awesome. Well, thank you. Thanks yes. for that. Yes, and I hope I'll remember that word because, God, it was funny. I'm sure that that's going to come out at some point. And when we have a chance to watch it and review it more thoroughly, then mm-hmm. we, can, we can dissect it. Yes, but more. I'm glad I went. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm, I'm glad I had beer and pizza. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's completely awesome. Uh, I would like to just spend a few minutes talking about something that came in the mail just today. Okay. Uh, which was um, a surprise because it was something I was expecting, but a long time ago. <laughs> oh. So, um, Is it that our... little Captain Kirk teddy bear from like four <laughs> years ago? <laughs> I wish. Oh. oh, my God. I would love to get that. I'll be asking about that on my deathbed. Oh, the thing that they never made. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, no, this is this is great. Uh, so our good friend Tony, Tony Adams. Oh, that yes. That been friends with forever a long 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 time ago had asked me if we were interested in some of the wonderful star trek art posters because he had some and and said would you like them and i was like yeah are these the rt ortiz posters the ortiz posters (gasps) yes oh wow yeah and i was like uh yes so he sent them to me and then they showed up so he sent two and one of them is absolutely one of my favorites. It's the Dagger of the Mind poster. <gasps> yeah. So, yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful poster. And I haven't seen these. You can hear them. I'm, I'm yes. rattling them around in, in my, my hands. Um, I had never seen them in person, so they're very nice posters. Oh, they're on I'm a so nice glad. stock. Um, the Dagger of the Mind poster is this sort of... Um, very washed out, almost a sepia tone, and it's got mm-hmm. a hand with a bird in it, and it's sort of reaching up towards the sun, and it's very Saul Bassish looking, mm-hmm. which is is really really cool. So that's one of them, and then the other one is the Way to Eden poster, which <laughs> is um, it's so cool and trippy looking. So it's got a sort of a spirography purpley background, uh-huh. and then the Enterprise is laid over it in bright bright yellow and. Uh, the, the letters are in sort of a Peter Max-ish looking font, and it's just cool. And then down at the bottom, it says, keep on trekking. <laughs> so, it's just beautiful. Yeah, so it's uh, great. They're beautiful, beautiful posters. So thank you, Tony. Thank you yes, so much. These is... are just a 
they're wonderful. They're oh. gorgeous. Really well, gorgeous. I just saw online today that the Ortiz uh, artwork is coming out as trading cards now. Trading cards. That's yes. a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, very, very nice. Good. I'm so glad that that art is getting this much exposure because it's it's so much better mm-hmm. than you, you would have thought it could have been. Like that, oh, that yeah. W- that one guy has been so incredibly creative and prolific that he was able yes. to do all of those yep. and that they all turned out amazingly good. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Just brilliant. So I, I was just so delighted that that came in the mail just today. Yay. Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, speaking of uh, things from our, our listeners, yes. we got a couple of emails. They came back a while. Uh, they came a while ago. I just hadn't gotten around to sharing them with you. And uh, I want to share them with you now. <clears throat> the first one is from Captain Ho. And Yay. this is very, very interesting. It says, I heard the two of you talking about the new Paramount theme park in Spain. And I think Kitty asked if there were any track attractions in Orlando. I have family in the Orlando area, so we go down there pretty often. There isn't currently anything Star Trek to do in any of the Orlando theme parks, but years ago was another matter. Mm. My wife, then fiancé, went to Disney and Universal in the early 90s. Universal at the time had something called the Star Trek Adventure. First, this sounds so wonderful, you were brought to, quote, wardrobe where you put on a TOS movie era monster maroon uniform. Then you went into a room with a blue screen and a few chairs. A director told you where to go, where to look, and when to say the lines that were taped to the walls of the room. <laughs> oh, just like just like real television. Yeah. <laughs> this footage was electronically combined with scenes filmed by the original track actors, <gasps> and you were magically part of a roughly eight-minute Star Trek episode. Holy crap. I haven't watched it in a while, but my memory is that you were first sitting in chairs with Bill and Leonard, who gave you some hints on how to play the captain and the Vulcan. Bill and Leonard then get into an argument about which one is more important. (laughs) Oh, God. This is killer. You then go on to the bridge as temporary replacements for Kirk and Spock. Oh, you and I should have done... Oh, The rest of the crew is there. Scotty, Bones, Uhura, Chekhov, and Sulo in their usual spots. An adventure ensues involving Klingons, and we eventually save the day to the admiration of the Enterprise crew. It was pretty cool seeing yourselves on TV with the original crew, even though they weren't actually there. Man. Then he says, the attraction closed years ago. Unfortunately, I have been prohibited from sharing our Star Trek adventure under the threat of divorce, death, or both. But you can find other people's versions of this on YouTube to get an idea of what it was like. All right. We have to go look that up immediately. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. See, the problem is, if you and I had done this, we would have gotten into a big fight over who gets to be Kirk or Spock. Well, you're, you're <laughs> taller. You'd have to be Spock. Oh, come on. I don't want to be Spock. I want to be Kirk. Yeah, you're right. We would. <laughs> we'd make him do it twice. <laughs> yeah, really. We and then we'd both be like, "Oh, I yeah, like, want to be like Spock. when two actors switch off between Hamlet and Laertes, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're the Hamlet and Laertes of Star Trek. <laughs> so, oh, you know, wow. um, not, it wasn't Star Trek, but many years ago when I went to the Universal theme park in uh, California with a good friend of mine, they um, 
they did an E.T. sort of thing, you know, where a kid was on a bicycle and got to be filmed doing the bicycle with E.T. across the moon. And then they did one where, um, and my friend was the astronaut, where you, um, they hooked you up on wires in a spacesuit. What? And you came out an airlock and floated around and then went back in. And, you know, there was an audience there, but, like, only one person got to do that. This wasn't, you know, okay, get in line and, and you're next to be Kirk and you're next to be Spock. Or wow. Whatever. How many waivers did you have to sign to get to do that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it was pretty amazing. That is amazing. Wow. Oh, this sounds amazing. Oh, oh, that sounds so good. Okay, I definitely am going to go on YouTube and look up what people's experiences were like. Yes. Oh, God. That's, 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 that I would kill for us to be able to. I, I want to see Bill and Leonard having an argument over who was more important. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they do that every time they get together. But um. Oh, I'm sure. But just to see it filmed for, you know, public consumption, that sounds great. Yes. Now, the other one is from our good friend, Mark Thomas. Yay! And um, he says, I grew up in various rural and suburban areas at different points on the distant edge of civilization and the Bay Area's television broadcast range. Bob Wilkins' Saturday Night Monster movie show, Creature Features, was cherished by Asimov reading dorks trapped in the woods like me. (laughs) And we, he wrote this because we had been talking about that and talking about the uh, Back to Space Con documentary. Yeah. Um, he reported arcane genre-related news, showed Flash Gordon serials so we could understand what Star Wars was about when that happened, and would often interview authors such as Frank Herbert, Douglas Adams, TV stars like Leonard Nimoy, William Shatner, and who the hell cares who else because, oh my God, Shatner on <laughs> Channel 2 at midnight. <laughs> Correct. That is the right response. Yes. He also directed the Star Trek Dream in 1975. This was a documentary about Star Trek fandom. We wondered how long the Trekkie fad would last. Wow. Now, have, have you ever seen or heard of this Star Trek Dream? No, I was just about to Google it. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll keep reading then. Most importantly, Bob Wilkins gave good geek talk couched in a very idiosyncratic idiosyncratic, sorry, sense of humor. It occurred to me that I love a handful of podcasts, including, of course, LAHB, because you, like Wilkins, supply this vital resource afar when it's not available at hand. Aww. So that was a very, very nice letter. Of course, we love letters that, that praise us. But also, it was just really fun to hear more about Bob Wilkins and, and you know, what was going on with that. And I didn't know, you know, he got big stars on his show. And, oh, my God, Shatner on Channel 2 at midnight. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, it, it seems like he, he was sort of the San Francisco Bay Area West Coast representative for all things um, science fiction-y and nerdy for a really long time. Yes, yes, it really does does sound like that. And, you know, San Francisco with its – it didn't have the geek culture then, but it was, you know, it was coming up. What, what a better place to be than talking to a lot of kids about this stuff. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So in, in just Googling, um, I, I'm, I see there's a lot of clips from it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's, it's there but in pieces. Oh, okay. So, so I'll have to look a little harder to see whether the whole thing has been posted or maybe it's just um, a lot, a lot of clips. I don't cool. Know. 
Oh, I have to interject something that happened today. As you know, you you just suddenly fell into Galaxy Quest recently. <laughs> well, I was watching Jeopardy, and this week. Um, I worked at home yesterday and today, so I got to see Jeopardy, because here it's on in the middle of the afternoon. But apparently, this has been like the big tournament of super giant champions. Ooh. And so the, the last three guys were, you know, pal- playing for a million dollars yesterday and today. And, uh, of course, Ken Jennings was one of them. And uh, Alex explained this to us, which I thought was pretty cool. He said, it's so great that these three are our finalists, because Ken uh, was on Jeopardy more times than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And this guy, Roger, who I remember seeing him, really liked, uh, what was his claim to fame? It was something, you know, more than anybody else. And the other guy who I had never seen but was really wonderful um, had won more money than anybody else on oh, Jeopardy. Wow. And part of what made it so much fun was these guys had a good time with each other. Oh, cool. And, you know, like uh, the one guy, you know, gambled, you know, a daily double. And the, the other two, when he was thinking about it, are going, do it, do it, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so here we have the three greatest Jeopardy players of the entire world. And what's the what's one of the questions tonight under Pop Goes the Culture? Um, was it about William Shatner? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to know Captain Kirk's middle name. <gasps> oh, that's an easy question. Uh, that's what I thought. That's a softball question. <laughs> but Come the other on. questions were tough. Hey, I don't care. I was just so excited. You know, whenever they do the pop culture or the science fiction, I'm like, okay, bring on the Star Trek. So that was really cool. And and did someone get it? I hope someone Oh, got yes, it. yes. Okay. They were all three ringing in. Okay, good. Yes. That's good. That's good because they're smart guys. They better well, ring in. I was going to say, if, if somebody had missed that, I, I would have been upset. Yeah, been me too. <laughs> I would not be going on about what wonderful guys they were, but it really was a very fun game because you could just tell they were all excited to be playing against other people who were so amazingly good. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. anyway. That's awesome. Star, Star Trek and Bill, they're everywhere. Of course. Bill's everywhere all the time. That's all right. Time. <laughs> um, let's let's do one more thing before we wrap up this part of the show. Okay. Um, so just in browsing around um, LiveJournal, and I, I know that makes me a dinosaur that I'm still on LiveJournal. But, but you know, there's, the more, there's so the many more, good things there. The more Shatner group is still there. And um, mm-hmm. I ran across these photos of Bill that were just posted the other day, and I had to send them to you immediately because they cracked me up. Um, so these were posted um, – and the person who posted them wasn't sure when they were taken. They were clearly during Star Trek, but not knowing what season or anything. Mm-hmm. And they're black and white photographs of Bill in costume on the set um, on a motorbike. And it looks like a dirt bike. It's not, it's <laughs> yeah, it looks like a little putt-putt bike. It looks like a little putt-putt dirt bike. And they are the funniest, cutest pictures of him that I have seen in a long time. And Mm -hmm. I will definitely put at least one of them up with the show. And then I'll put the link so everybody can see them. But he is just posing like mad. It is so amusing. Um, The one that I love the best is him lounging. If you can imagine (laughs) Bill lounging on a motorcycle. With the script. With his his script. Yes. In his hand. So the the bike is like, I guess that's his trailer that it's parked in front of, well, right? Well, we've had this discussion about were they dressing rooms or dressing trailers, and it appears to me 
That, they were trailers, you know. That's a trailer. I know. It looks like yeah. a trailer, like a little Airstream trailer yeah. out back there. So the bike is parked in front of it, and he's reclining, lounging mm-hmm. on the seat with his feet up on the, the handlebars. And he's leaning on one elbow, and he's got the script open, and he's got this grin on his face like, look at me. I'm so manly and <laughs> and, <laughs> and outdoorsy. This is how I relax yes. between takes in my costume outdoors, mm-hmm. lounging on my bike. It's like, Bill, Bill, cut it out. <laughs> he's so cute. He is cute. And then there's another one of him um, just sitting on the bike, again, with a script in his hand, mm-hmm. like... Really? You really ride around the back lot reading your script at the same time that you're <laughs> running people over, presumably? He's, he's Bill. He can do anything. Oh, God. And then the other one where he's sitting on the bike, um, facing away from the camera and sort of mm-hmm. looking over his shoulder. And I was like, look at his butt. I know. <laughs> if there was ever a look at his butt moment, that's got to be one right yep. there. Yep. Um, because his pants are really, really, really tight, and he's sitting on a motorbike, and there's his butt. There's his butt, his fabulous Shatner butt. His fabulous Shatner butt. And I got to say, sitting on a motorbike in your Star Trek uniform costume, Mm -hmm. costume, really, it's kind of hard to look manly. He doesn't really look very manly (laughs) in that picture. He's trying. He's trying really hard. He's not pulling it off very well. Well, speaking of motorcycles, have you seen the new Priceline commercial? I saw the pictures from it. I didn't actually see it. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Bill is like all bearded up like ZZ Top or something. But it's cute. And um, I I sent a picture to you because at the end, um, you know, he and his daughter are out on motorcycles. And Mm -hmm. they run into an actual motorcycle gang and it looks like things are going to happen and then they go hey it's Priceline guy he's cool you know blah 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 and I forget the one guy's name but then at the end Bill is riding away on the motorcycle with this woman you know on the motorcycle with her arms around him and his daughter says hey isn't she so-and-so's guy whoever was the lead biker Mm -hmm. and Bill says not anymore and then they (laughs) they do this close-up and she's got this great Shatner of course temporary I'm sure tattoo Mm-hmm. On on her her shoulder or the you know upper upper back there, so I sent you that picture because I thought you know there was a time when you and I were looking all around the internet going where are the Shatner tattoos and the Kirk tattoos so oh it's true and it says ride hard deal harder yes <laughs> <laughs> yep yep so yep. oh that's very very funny. Oh, my goodness. Bill, 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 Bill. So let's take a little break. Yes, let's do that. And we'll come back and get to the rest of our list. Yes. Sounds good. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. We love our listeners, and we love hearing from you. Send email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com and leave comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. Check us out on Facebook, too. Still recording on the trusty MacBook Pro. Listeners, we are back. We are back. And before we get into the other things on the list, I want to remind you 
that the Star Trek convention yes. in, they say Chicago, but it's actually in Schaumburg, is coming up very, very soon. We will be there. Um, I have noticed on Gold Star, which is a discount ticket thing, and it's free to join, um, there are discount tickets for that weekend. Um, not the great tickets like we got. I think they're just the general admission. But um, anyway, they're there. And uh, the other thing is um, I had a very nice communication with John Tenuto. Yes. And uh, he it says he would be happy to, to meet us and be interviewed. He doesn't know what his schedule is going to be because he's on a couple of panels. But, you know, I invited him and his wife and whoever he wants to bring to our room party Saturday night. So we're really looking forward to seeing Bill, of course, and to hanging out with a lot of our Trek friends. And we hope you will be there among them. And to meeting John and Maria Jose. I think that is going to just be wonderful. It's going to be great. We are going to have so much fun. We will be everywhere. We will be recording people. We are just going to have such a good time. And then, of course, there's going to be the party. There's going to be the party. Yep. It's going to be great, and um, we'll be thinking of things to ask Bill about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to ask him to come to our party because we'll give him an award and 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's and right. He'll, he'll, his ears will perk up at the 20 bucks. <laughs> you can be sure of Oh, they'll that. perk up when he hears award. Bill likes awards. <laughs> well, and especially when it's two attractive women yes. who are, like, talking to him. And yes. Bill, we have, we have something for you. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, yes, yes. Yes, what is that? <laughs> or just, you know, say, hi, do you remember us? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So speaking of parties, mm-hmm. we found a link to a whole bunch of Star Trek cakes. Cakes, cakes. Cakes. Yeah. First of all, cakes, cakes rock. Some of these are so strange. <laughs> They're awesome. <laughs> they are. But I got to tell you, the, the ones that crack me up are at the very top of the page when you first click the link. There's, oh. there's one of uh, Kirk and Spock sort of sitting on the edge of the cake. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, slumped, well, sort of slumped down on the ground, <laughs> leaning against cake. They look to me like they're drunk. They do look a little bit like they're drunk. Yes. And um, I have to say that the one cake... The hand, yeah, scares the shit out of me. I know. <laughs> it's like something coming out of the cake that shouldn't be in a cake because it actually looks like a severed hand. Yeah, that's why it's so scary. It really, really looks it, like a severed hand. <laughs> it is, but also the 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 cake where they've taken the picture from above, as you can see, it's the Star Trek Enterprise, and it looks to me like they've put sprinkles on it, which you know. <laughs> To represent the windows or whatever. It, yeah, it does. Yes. It does. Um, the one with the Borg cube that's on that first page. Yes. That's amazing. Oh, that, I like, know. That's incredible. Um, so there are many, many amazing cakes here of all different shapes and sizes mm-hmm. and different eras. Um, you know, there's old Trek and new Trek and, and some are uniforms and some are ships and some are characters and some are severed hands and there's all sorts of things that are here yeah the severed hand is pretty creepy but these are amazing i wish you know i wish we could get a cake like that for our party but Mm. i'm sure it's very very expensive to have something like that made oh yeah but uh looking at them just 
puts me in awe of people's creativity, but also makes me really want some cake. Okay. <laughs> um, there were a couple cake pops in here that looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like those didn't look terribly hard to make. And you know, I wonder if you could order like you know a couple dozen cake pops. Oh, probably wow. be pretty expensive, but well, those would be awesome. Yeah, those those look fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like cake pops because they're um, bite sized. Yes, easy easy to eat. You don't need the the fork and everything. Now the one um, where they're all on the bridge, they all kind of look like Mister Bill figures. <laughs> they do. This is right. It's a TNG one, but you know mm-hmm. it's like you know no, Mister Riker, no. <laughs> Um, I like the one that's a communicator. That's yes. amazing. That one's really mm-hmm. cool. And I also like the one that's a, a rainbow cake that's um, got like purple sparkles on the outside and yes. rainbow layers on the inside. So I, I don't know if that's like a, um, a gay pride thing. Maybe, maybe not. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but it's cool. It's it, very cool. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's so beautiful. And it's like... I'm glad people are taking really good quality photographs of these because otherwise it would be a shame to eat them. Although I'm sure <laughs> that whoever makes these makes delicious, delicious oh, cakes. Yeah. They so. Are wonderful. So kudos to all you cake makers out there. I, yes. I wish I had the, the time and the patience to do it. Yeah, I'm looking at the cake pops again right now. They look, mm-hmm. they look pretty good. Well, there's one picture near the end where it shows you kind of like how you could take cake you've made and mm-hmm. cut it into the right shapes to make an enterprise so you could make an you know that wouldn't be too tricky to make an enterprise shaped cake but to do the 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 level of detail and decoration that these people have done oh yeah just oh it must take days oh just yeah days yeah. Days. yeah yeah well you know my um <clears throat> my nephew's wife is quite the baker and what he wanted for his birthday was a lego cake oh wow and she made a lego cake where she made you know all the little squares in different Holy colors, crap. and it was it was pretty amazing. Wow! Yeah, that's Ooh, not that's... something I could ever ever hope to do. But boy, no. you know what ha- would happen to me is um, I would start making something, and then something would go wrong halfway through. Yeah, you know, and then I would eat it. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, just give up and eat the damn cake. It's going to exactly. taste the same. Yes. It would taste exactly the same, and then I would just be like, you know, screw this. I can't be bothered, and <laughs> it's going to taste really good, and so let me just eat the cake. And yes. And the cake would be gone. Um, so, on, on that note, um, let me talk a little bit about Bill's appearance on The Nerdist. Yes, please do. Because it was good, and uh, there were a few things that I wanted to, to just mention. So, um, the Nerdist podcast is done by Chris Hardwick, and it is pretty nerdy. Um, mostly, it's good. Sometimes it's it's a little too uh, broy, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. like they're a little too self congratulatory about their own nerdiness. But okay, mostly it's good. Um, so this Bill was great, I have to say, and and the podcast itself is quite long. Um, it's uh, an hour. It's a little over an hour, actually. It's like an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, Some of ours have gone that long, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Um, but it's, <clears throat> it's, um, it, it seemed a little unusual for Bill to take that much time to talk to these guys. You know, he was obviously pushing Shatner's world and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all the other stuff that he's got going on at the same time. But he was really engaged with them and gave them as he does his full attention and Mm -hmm. about halfway through turned it into an interview show (laughs) Um, 
as you would imagine that he yes. would do and, you know, just kind of took things over, which was great. It was so wonderful to hear him do that because he's so good and he does it so effortlessly. It's oh, kind yeah. of amazing just to see him sort of very gently um, take the, the interview reins away from the guy who's supposed to be running the show. Right. <laughs> so that was good. Um the other part that... Please excuse I, the podcasting dog. Yeah, I, I hear him. Well, it's okay. The podcasting cat is actually on my lap right now. <laughs> okay. So. And we both have them here. Uh, but the... So it, it's really good. Bill talks about a lot of different things. He pushes the stuff he's pushing. Um, he talks a lot about social media, which is appropriate because the Nerdist guys are, you know, into mm-hmm. lots of different things. The funniest thing for me is, yet again... Bill completely not understanding social media and not understanding um, what to call things. Right. And having things explained to him, even in the moment, Mm -hmm. they're telling him, so this is a podcast. You're on a podcast. This is what we're doing right now. We're recording your voice and it goes out on the internet like an internet radio show and it's called a podcast. Is Is it like when they explain the sound recording to Lena Lamont? It is. It's a lot like that. It's a lot like that. And then not five minutes after they get done explaining to him what a podcast is, he's calling in a blog. <laughs> so so I'm on this blog and, and like I think Chris Hardwick makes sort of one half hearted attempt to correct him and then he just gives up and it's like let him go. Just let him go. So that's pretty good. Um and you know, Bill just kind of rolls along and mm-hmm. makes his observations. And he tells some interesting stories. You know, he, he talked about, do you remember we were talking about this on the show when, when it happened? He had reserved the domain um, myouterspace.com at one oh, point. Oh, yeah. And he he talked about that. And he had this idea that he was going to launch this service called myouterspace.com. And he, he got the domain. And he, he says, and I, I, I went ahead and I... I I copyrighted the name, you know, that where you go online and you, you get the, the um, copyright for the, the web address. And Chris Hardwick goes, you mean you reserved the domain name? And he goes, yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it up. I came up with that name. Yes. <laughs> so, okay, we get it, Bill. Um, but it, it never panned out. So he still has it, but it, mm-hmm. it just was an idea that never got off the ground. But, uh-huh. but as he goes to great lengths to point out several times, it was his idea and he came up with it, but nothing ever happened to it. <laughs> um, so, so he, it's good. I encourage everybody to go listen to it. And um, it, it's just interesting to hear him talk with um, people who aren't celebrity interviewers, mm-hmm. who are more plugged into uh, – you know, what's kind of happening right now. And also people who aren't huge fanboys. Yeah. So that surprised me a little bit. Knowledgeable, but not drooling. Not drooling because it turns out that they didn't know free enterprise. Oh, really? Really. I was, I was like shocked because they started talking about, um, Bill having done, uh, you know, no tears Mm -hmm. for Caesar. And they were like, when did you do that? And he was, (gasps) yeah. And and I'm sorry. (laughs) He had to explain to them that he did this movie called Free Enterprise, and they were like, oh, that sounds really interesting. And he's like, yeah, you should go see that movie. It's really good. And it's so like made I would, for you just, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, was, it was just an interesting experience to hear interviewers who were not intimately familiar with every single thing that Bill's done for the yeah. last 60 years. 
Um, so everybody should go and listen to it. It's it's quite good. Yes. Um, I also wanted to read just a couple of the comments from the Nerdist website because mm-hmm. I thought that they were good. Um, let's see. <clears throat> um, hold on. Um, people were most people were saying that it was a great interview. Um, you know, they they were surprised by how great Shatner was, and people say. Uh, this one guy's oh sorry it's a woman she says I can see why people find William Shatner charming he makes sure to ask people open-ended questions about themselves even when he's the one being interviewed mm-hmm. it might be a sincere interest of a decent and engaged human being or it may be a little more than a tactic used by a bullshit artist to endear <laughs> someone to them but I could see how it could work on nearly everyone who doesn't like talking about themselves it's so true well you know and that's one of the 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 guidelines or whatever the rules they they give you when they're they're saying you know how to be on a first date how to flirt ask mm-hmm. people questions people love to talk about themselves and we know that bill is the master flirt mm-hmm. of all exactly. time so yep um, and someone else replied and said, uh, actors are essentially bullshit artists. Mm-hmm. And Shatner, Shatner is the Lord God Jehovah of all of them. <laughs> He's so into whatever he happens to be promoting at the time. Oh, yes. I've, I've heard nasty stories about him. Nice ones, too. After all these decades, I still don't know what to make of the guy. Well, that's okay. And then, yep. And then this person says... Um, what a man, what a life. I love that he's seemingly aware of his fortune in so much as he's fit and healthy in his older years and his gratitude for which is seasoned with ine- an inevitable wisdom and knowledge too. He's been to the puppet show, he's seen the strings, and he's grateful. That is cool. I thought that was a really, really nice comment. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. The, everybody was really happy and, and they thought it was a good interview. So I will put the link in and you yes. guys should all go listen to it. Well, you know, um, I, I sent you a link to this very short interview. It's like four minutes. Um, I watched it. It yes. was really good. Well, Bill looks really good. You can see chest hair. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really nothing new in it. He doesn't talk about anything new, but what's interesting is you can see the, uh, the not too heavily veiled contempt <laughs> for the the Trekkies. Yep. And it's real interesting because uh, the, the guy is saying, well, now they're going to make a movie. And uh, so do you think Star Wars had anything to do with that? And Bill goes, well, you know, if you want to waste your time thinking about that, mm-hmm. you know, it could be blah, blah, blah. But then he talks about... Um, how Leonard didn't want to do the movie. He didn't want to put the ears on again. And he says, you know, Leonard's a serious actor and a serious man and has a very successful career doing other things. And and he says, now, me, I have such fond memories of doing the show and the acting challenges it presented to me, mm-hmm. which I thought was great that he mm-hmm. brought up the acting challenges. Um, so, you know, he was looking forward to it. But, yeah, the, the, the little... Um, you know, dig there. Yep. Was, uh, yeah. Well, I, I thought it was fascinating. Um, so this was, I, I, I was listening to what he was saying and this was clearly done, um, right when the first movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. So whatever year that was, um, 79, I think 79. So he, it was before he learned how to do interviews. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was still clearly kind of uncomfortable on camera mm-hmm. talking with an interviewer. You know, he hadn't gotten into his his Shatner character, so to speak. Well, I think he used to very much uh, sort of protect 
himself or disguise himself, not in a you know false nose or anything like that. But when he was going to be interviewed as William Shatner, I think he very much kept his own personality out of it. And now he's come up with a character he plays for interviews. Yes, this is right. So it, he didn't have a character, and mm-hmm. he wasn't really willing to be open. So yes. he, would, he was he was very guarded. And sometimes, though, he would he was honest, right? Mm-hmm. Like that that stuff that he was saying about you know Paramount wanting to make money and that right. little bit of contempt for the fans, like that was really him. And he would never say anything like that now. Because, oh no, you know he's he's way too savvy about what to well, say. Well, and I interviews. think you know again, I have to come back to that wonderful aha moment in the Captains when. Patrick Stewart saying, I'm perfectly okay with being remembered for Picard, and I'm happy with the work I did there, that suddenly Bill realized he was too. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I, I think he does not really feel that way, or doesn't feel that way as strongly now. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, very interesting. Um, so in your email to me, you had said, who's the interviewer? yes. So I I started Googling just because I was curious, too. It's a guy named Paul Ryan, Mm -hmm. and I never heard of him before. And he's got this, like, 50-cent set with these two (laughs) dining room table chairs and a cardboard backdrop that looks like it came from the high school next door, right? They just set it up and Uh put it there. Um, So I can't find anything about it except there's a couple other clips on YouTube of him talking to Rock Hudson and then one of him talking to Madeline Kahn, of all people. I wonder if Um, it was like a local talk show somewhere. It it must have been. So I went and I I found a place called researchvideo.com that licenses uh, clips from his show. And here's the description. The Paul Ryan Show footage collection consists of nearly 700 half-hour-long, in-depth, one-on-one interviews with many of the biggest names in television, movies, and popular music. And then they have a list of all the people that he's talked to, and he's talked to everybody. Really? Who the hell is this guy? How come I, I never heard know. of him before? I never... I was thinking local talk show, but... Well, he's talked to... I mean... This is Rock Hudson, Gwen Verdon, Henry Winkler, Shelley Winters, Jack Lemon, Tom Waits, Dusty Springfield, Marty Feldman, Jim Backus, Michael Caine, oh, Christopher wow. Reeve, Martin Scorsese, Roger Corman, Robert Shields, Merton, Milton Berle, Tony Basil, Peter Allen, Elsa Lanchester. I mean, he's talked to everybody. Wow. Everybody who's anybody. And um, are there links to these interviews? No. Oh, so damn. That's the thing. I know. I'm like, okay, how do we how do we do this? So um, maybe I'll write to them and ask how we could license the entire interview with Bill because that would be interesting. Like, yes. How much does that cost? Yes. I want to know. Um, the very interesting thing, though, this is great. Um, just to promote it a little bit, they say, the humor and charm of the knowledgeable host, Paul Ryan, brings a spontaneous quality to the proceedings. <laughs> It wasn't spontaneous, but it brings a spontaneous quality to the proceedings. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> but uh, they have little pictures of, of the clips, and most of mm-hmm. them are black and white, and there's just screenshots. And it looks like they were all done on that 50-cent set with the fake plants and stuff. <laughs> so I, it's like, what did the actors think, you know? Like, I've booked you on the Paul Ryan show. Okay. <laughs> And then they get led into this little well, tiny agent studio. calls you and says, baby, you're made. I've booked you on the Paul Ryan show. And, um, <laughs> this is going to be excellent exposure for you. 
Trust me on God, this God, if one. anybody knows where and when this was shown, I mean, was it, you know, like some, I don't know, little station in Nevada and it was shown at 3 in the morning or what the deal was? I don't know. And it ran, it, the date on it is from 1977 to 1992. That's a long time. Yeah. 700 half-hour length interviews. That's incredible. That is. Well, way to go, Paul Ryan, whoever you are <laughs> or were. Or were, yeah. Wow. So that's, uh, I am definitely going to find out more because I would like to see that whole interview with I, Bill and I see what too. else he has to say. He looks really good in that interview. He does look really good. That that chest hair is quite abundant. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> well, cool. <sighs> How nice. Um, let's see. Let's talk a little bit about the bad action figure because <laughs> that did crack me up. It really did. Okay, so um, I think a couple people wrote in to us to tell us that um, Twilight Zone Bob Wilson <laughs> now has his own action figure. Um, and Bob Wilson is uh, the guy from Terror at 10,000 feet or however many feet it is. Mm-hmm. And it's only three and three quarter inches tall. And it costs nine ninety nine, and the packaging is is part of the fun. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> because um, there there's the little little doll, you know, probably sealed in plastic, and it's got a gun, you know, because at one point Bob Wilson has a gun. But uh, the picture of Bill is from the episode, not where he's screaming, but you know, really starting to get really disturbed mm-hmm. and worried. But this action figure. It's, it's just awful. It, you know who it looks like? Who? It looks like it looks like Robert Ryan. Yeah. It doesn't look like Bill at all. That's true. And they have so, a, a whole series of uh, Twilight Zone action figures. But I know I had seen one. Maybe it was this one or maybe a different Twilight Zone action figure where a person had put in a little chair and then next to it had the same size Captain Kirk doll sitting in the captain's chair and they were like side by side. It was really cute. But this is a bad doll. It's a very bad doll. Here's the the line in the description that made me crack up. Um, It says, the Twilight Zone action figures you've always wanted. Well, maybe. Um, (laughs) Yes. It says... Authentically designed and rendered. What does that mean? Authentically designed. I don't know. As opposed to not authentically designed? Phony design and rendering? Phony phony (laughs) designed. Fakely designed. Designed by monkeys. I I don't know. (laughs) Authentically designed. What? What does that mean? I don't even know. And then it says, Biff Bang Pow presents the Twilight Zone Bob Wilson three and three quarter inch action figure. You wish you had it before, so don't let it pass you by now. (laughs) Well, okay. I like one of the bullet points that you skipped over, which is not comes comes with gun accessory. It says he brings a gun accessory too. Like, you know, it comes in the mail, you open the box, and he pops out and, you know, pulls the gun on you. Really? I think the people who write the, the copy for <laughs> entertainmentearth.com have way too much fun with this stuff. Sometimes. Oh, I know. They're sitting there in the office, you know, drinking Mountain Dew and just going, whatever, just get it out there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. it, it uh, 
It's sports. Five yes. points of articulation. Neck, shoulders, and hips. You almost want to sing that, don't you? I know. <laughs> and you're kind of picturing him doing like the cha-cha or something. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and toes, knees and toes. Um, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Something like that. Oh, and oh, oh, I also like that. Um, where is it? Oh, it's the black and white version. Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> it's authentic. It's black Maybe and white. that's the authentic, authentic. part. Because it's black and white. Yep. Yep. So, um, yeah, you know, if you're into collecting those bad action figures, bad Bill <laughs> action <laughs> figures, that's oh. that's quite all right. I am a little relieved. That um, it doesn't look like any of my actor friends, because that was getting kind of creepy. That you know of. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they're my friends, I know what they look like. Maybe it's a friend you haven't met yet. Ooh, and I'll say, you look like Twilight Zone Bob Wilson. That's right. Maybe Action it's someone figure. you're going to meet tomorrow or next Ooh. week or something. Yeah. Do, 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 uh, do, do, do. See, it's Twilight Zone. <laughs> it see, is. See, oh see, my God! Uh-huh. Oh, there that's too weird. There you go. Oh All my right. God! Speaking of weird and funny, yes. Um, I don't know if you ever. This is totally off topic, but <laughs> it was. Um, go on. Do you ever watch Inside Amy Schumer on Comedy Central? I do not. She did this great takeoff on celebrity ghost stories. Oh, that sounds good. And, you know, she's a comedian, and she's saying she's always stayed in, you know, she's telling, it like, you know, they filmed it exactly like one of those. I've always stayed in these, you know, places where, you know, from my motel room right outside, I could see my car, but now I'm in a better place, and this room is haunted. And she talks about all the weird things that happen, like um, she comes back, and her towel has been turned into a swan. It's folded in a swan shape. And so to test it, you know, she poured out all the shampoos and conditioners and drank everything in the mini bar and then left. And the next day when she came back, all the bottles had been refilled. And she just goes on about all these things the hotel does. There's a little mini chocolate on her pillow, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was just very, very funny. <laughs> That's great. It's That's like you scary. can you can you know find superstitious crap anywhere if you'll look for it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. All right, we have one more thing that I did want to um, to touch on here um, because I had also seen this in the news and I was thinking we should mention it, which okay. is um, a tech entrepreneur is selling his incredible Star Trek house for yes. thirty five million dollars. Yes. Um, so Mark Bell, a financier, producer, and former CEO of adult networking site Friend Finder Networks. Oh. Uh, yeah, Friend Finder, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, best known as the corporate parent of Penthouse, is selling his massive South Florida home at $35 million. It's the most expensive home ever listed in the city of Boca Raton, an affluent enclave north of Miami. Eight-bedroom Mediterranean-style house is obviously beautiful from the outside, but don't let its stylish facade deceive you. Inside, there's an extensive recreation of the Starship Enterprise, along with plenty of other Star Trek memorabilia. There's also a Call of Duty room, a basketball court, and a 2,000-square-foot ballroom-turned-arcade. This mansion has a little something for everyone. Okay, do you think he has the full collection of all the Star Trek porn there is? <laughs> I bet he does. I bet he does. Um, so I clicked through the pictures just because I wanted to see like what else this house looked like. Did you actually look at the other pictures? Well, uh, all I see are the, these two outside pictures. 
No, there's a whole oh, bunch of I pictures. Oh, I see. Yeah, I just missed yeah. the click. Okay. You have to you have to click through. Um, so let me just say, this is a pretty fucking ugly house. <laughs> okay. On the you inside. can just say that. I, I am just going to say that. Um, and it looks to me like the kind of house that some dude who made all his money off of porn would have. Oh, yeah. Let's just say that right there. This is you know, bad. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the effort that went into collecting all of the Trek crap and the science fiction stuff. You know, he's got Mm -hmm. the arcade. He's got um, Robbie the Robot. He's got, you know, framed posters on the walls and things like that and slightly science fiction-y looking uh, furniture and and Mm -hmm. things. But um, in general, it's an ugly house. Yeah, and you can tell by looking at it, it could be a beautiful house. Yeah. You know, if you were to decorate it properly, but oh man. And then the parts of it that aren't science fiction-y um, are just plain ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's the kind of decorating that you do when you have a lot of money and you don't really have any taste. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what I noticed, and I wondered if you thought about this too, the rooms that are the arcade rooms, mm-hmm. um, which have a lot of pinball machines and, and arcades, and, and there's a foosball uh, table and air hockey. Look at the carpeting. And then yes. Look at everything. Doesn't it look like the Vegas? I was um, thinking he bought the carpet from Vegas. It looks, yeah, it, it, it looks like a Vegas casino. Mm-hmm. It really does. As tasteless and as awful as a Vegas Yes, yes. Just not Not very good at all. So, uh, I wonder, first of all, you're buying the house. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're buying the content. Probably not. Uh, So, you know, anything he's made built in, like it looks like certain things of the bridge that he built, you know, are probably built in. Mm -hmm. But, um... I wonder where all the, the Trek crap is going. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I guess he's taking his crap with him unless he's, you know, including it or auctioning it or, or something. Yeah. It's weird. He has bad taste in art. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, I, it, again, it looks like somebody said to him, you should have some Warhol pictures. Warhol is good. <laughs> and so he went and he got like really generic crappy Warhol stuff that doesn't go together at mm-hmm. all, yep. you know? Yes, indeed. So, I just had to say that because okay. it offended me. It's ugly. Yeah. Well, you know, people having a lot of money doesn't doesn't bother me. I wish I had a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But doing something so icky with it. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I think collecting Star Trek and sci-fi sort of stuff is great, but to have this incredibly ugly home and to have spent so much of that money to make something that unappealing, yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, let's just hope that all his money and all his weird decorating made him happy. Let's hope. It probably did. It probably made yeah. him very happy. So, well, so that's good. good yes. For good for him. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I think we're coming to the end of yet another show. I um, think so. I did want to mention to all of our listeners out there, the, the many hundreds and thousands of them, that um, we are rapidly coming up on show 200. Yes, we got to start planning. we got to plan it. So if people had any ideas for anything special that they'd like us to do for show 200, mm-hmm. send it in. Give us suggestions because we're completely open. Um, I'll, I'll say right now we are not doing a retrospective on show 200 because – we're just not. I hate those shows. I just had a great idea for show 200. Yeah. And, and I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a surprise uh, when because we sit down to record it. <laughs> it will be a, a big surprise for you. Okay. So. All right. That sounds good. It that's just all I'm going to be... say. But yes, listeners, do send us your ideas. Yeah. We're so excited to have been doing this for so long and have had so much fun doing it and getting to know... the many of you through through your emails and some of you we've met in person some of you we've talked to on the phone and it's 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 just great so yeah we want we want to celebrate and we want to include you in the celebration we do it's going to be awesome and we are looking forward to generating a whole ton of new and fun and interesting and informative content at the convention that's coming up soon yes oh yes that we're going to have so much fun it'll be great So, um, until the next podcast, and I think there probably will be time to do one more before the the con. Let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. We'll try to make that happen. Um, So, until next time, do your homework. Send us email. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, as always. And um, we'll talk to you soon. Live long and potluck. Okay. Bye. Bye -bye. (laughs) Bye-bye.